0: Kate! Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about We need to talk to someone about Louis! Today's episode of Gotta Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders, past and present, and to any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Kate McMahon, hello! (gasps) We made it. (laughs) Very a quest. It's a curry quest. I feel like it's it's been a quest to get here, seeing you uh, combining our voices always, (laughs) but. I don't know. Sometimes it's more of a quest than other times. Are you are you feeling particularly <laughs> quested at the moment? <laughs> I just think there's a lot of,
1: um, you know, they, they always say about the, the quest taking a turn, I think, Chili was saying. I just feel like there's been lots of twists and turns in the saga of Mary Bolling and Kate <gasps> McMahon getting together uh, to record lately. A quest is like a journey a hero goes on.
0: Hmm. How does a quest start? Well,
1: usually the hero starts at home. The true challenges will be revealed.
0: <laughs> a quest always makes me think, like, it's it's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> and that, yeah, it's a journey. It is a journey,
1: but um, it's a wonderful one, I think. And um, I love uh, so many aspects of this episode, but... <laughs> Um it's it's that blending of like fairy tale with iconic Aussie childhood moments. Well not oh, even childhood yeah. sweeping
0: <laughs> life continues to be a threat on our lives.
1: Do you do you think like other people from overseas are just watching this going even the birds are trying to kill them? <laughs> like what are they doing in this country?
0: You're not going through the park, are you?
1: Yeah. Why?
0: Oh, there's a magpie protecting his nest. He swooped me earlier. Look. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, definitely put magpies up the international radar uh, considerably this episode. Mm. But it's true. They are, you know, from maybe September to October are trying to kill us. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Have you ever been swooped? Yes, I have um not to the point where I've been hurt, but um maybe this is a good um segue into just talking about magpies in Australia in general um, because i do have a i have a, a bone to dig up with this um episode okay, and that is magpies i don't think, and uh, look, please correct me if you are. Uh, an ornithologist or something who can give me the the intel. But I was under the impression that magpies don't swoop when they're guarding eggs. It's when their babies hatch that they get super protective. Ooh, mm. Good yeah. Question.
0: I do not know. Well, because yeah, they swoop it's in the, the whole thing. thing they definitely yeah. swoop in spring. Hmm. But yeah. I don't know. If it's, when their babies? What are is there? the gestational turnaround of a magpie? Like, <laughs> there's so many <laughs> questions this is bringing up. I know. That, yeah, but, uh, but yes, yeah, yeah. so we had um we had a park
1: near our house growing up. Um, we lived near railway lines, and sort of around the corner there was like this park that walked through to the milk bar, and um there was a huge tree, um. Much like in, in Currigwest where every September there'd be mm-hmm. a magpie and this was a park I had to walk through to get the bus to school for a little bit. And then um, when I changed schools later on, I, I was getting a train to school and, you know, if I couldn't get a lift, I'd have to walk yeah. through the park at certain times a year. And, um Yeah, uh, it was always fraught in September, October time. Um, And as Bandit explains, you have to just watch them the whole time. You turn your whole body around um, because the second that they think you're not looking at them, Um, they will try and swoop you uh, or if you're just preoccupied with other aspects of life. People go to extreme lengths in Australia to avoid being swooped by magpies. So, um, like, bike helmets, people will put, um, oh, what are they called? zip ties? I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, or or paint things on their helmets. Um, Foil is apparently very effective as, Ah. like, something bright and shiny. Um, Yeah.
0: Oh, All sorts of
1: techniques for for the commuter trying well, to avoid swooping. You think
0: wearing a helmet would be enough, but mm. actually, yeah. I as a kid, I remember getting swooped, and it would have probably been when I was in kinder. And did you get hurt? Well, I f- like I remember being very upset, but I don't know if the beak actually made contact. I was like. I was, you know, early days of having a bike and I was trying to drag my bike under a fence. And this magpie clearly, so, and I was kind of stuck and like pushing and pulling it. And so this magpie obviously saw like, you know, trapped victim. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if magpies are that devious actually, but, you know, that's what it felt like. I think they're sneaky. But so I must have had a helmet. I probably had a helmet on, but it was more just the, the swooping and the rushing of air and the like kind of wings beating around my face. Like it just felt like an onslaught to mm. five-year-old Mary. Um, and yeah, now like we, I am surrounded by magpies where I live and really you know, th- there's not many places I've lived that hasn't had magpies, uh, you know, popping up in a tree now and then. And yeah, I do not take my eyes off them as I edge past and have been known to see it move suddenly and like drop to the ground (laughs) it's it's that level of suspicion and caution um I don't know what dropping to the ground would actually do to scare them away but yeah uh but yeah perhaps I need to look into zip ties (laughs) people get hospitalized from magpie swoops like some of them really like take a chunk of skin out of people's heads yeah so if, if people are listening uh not in Australia and within swooping distance of magpies. Like Mm. if you go online and look for magpie riding bike or something like that, you might actually get magpies riding bikes, but there's so many (laughs) great sort of Oh, dash cam, footage, yeah. yeah, of of people, kind of just the magpie coming in and in again from all angles, and you really get that kind of claustrophobic sense of just how determined magpies are. Because, yeah, it's not just as you go past, you know, the the three foot directly under their tree; like they'll follow you down a street if if they think you've been a threat. So, yeah, this is a terrifying way to start this episode. By the way, it really is. <laughs> When actually, Curry Quest starts with something much less threatening, crocheting. Doing well. Okay, now let's change colour. Changing colour is tricky.
1: I have to call out as well. Um, I absolutely am feeling for Chilly in this moment because okay. she has bingo curled up beautifully on her lap asleep. Mm-hmm. She's stroking her. Like, it's a beautiful moment. And then Bandit walks in and starts dragging Bingo off on a curry quest. All right. Who's coming with me to Mackenzie's house?
0: No, thanks, Dad. Mum's teaching me how to crochet. Well,
1: just you and me, Bingo. Come on. Ah, Let's go. I am
0: not interested in that. I'm
1: just like, do you know how rare it is to have a child (laughs) at the age of four or five in your lap and still? Oh, And it's heaven, isn't it, when they just snuggle into you and... I don't know, unless you really need a
0: wee, it's really not. Nice. Yeah, true. Yeah. I had not picked up on that, but now you say it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Bandit, what are you thinking? But mm. I guess- but sleeping dogs lie, Bandit. Well, what we know about how this episode plays out, perhaps actually he can't let that sleeping dog lie because he's trying to maximise the amount of time he's going to spend with Bingo. Mm. Do you think that's why he- doesn't let this sleeping dog lie. or They do
1: have a very special connection, Bandit and um, Bingo, don't they? I mean, we've seen it so many times. Like, um, you know, going right back to Daddy Put Down, where they're making dinner together. Yeah, you know, there's clearly um, a deep love and affection that the two have for each other. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe he he knows. That this is a special <laughs> way to spend some time together before he jets off. Spoiler alert! Oh, um, I know.
0: Okay, so I feel like there is a very deliberate kind of structure to this episode that Chili very helpfully narrates for us. Um, mm. Talking of father-child bonds, um, a tweet that came down very early after this episode dropped that I just loved was from um, one of our followers on Twitter, Baz McAllister, who's a Courier Mail journalist, so the Courier Mail's the mm-hmm. Brisbane uh, daily newspaper, um, who tweeted that uh, did not Expect to have to explain the Cambellian monomyth to his three year old uh, that particular day, but here we are. I'm sorry, excuse <laughs> you. <What> should... <laughs> and uh so that, yeah, must admit, uh, his three year old was more in the know than I was at that point because I, know. I did not know what the Cambellian monomyth was. Please tell me more. But, but it's the hero's journey. So oh. apparently, uh, so I think, you know, I'd heard of the hero's journey. I'd never had it broken down as well for me as Chili breaks it down in this episode. Well, usually the hero starts at home, then nice and comfortable, but then adventure calls. But mm. there is a book uh, written in 1949 called The Hero with a Thousand Faces that, basic, uh, by some bloke called Campbell who argues that every great, you know, kind of hero's quest story follows this pattern. Um, had a lot of popularity in 1949, has since been pointed out that, yes, that argument stands up if you very selectively pick the stories that support the argument. Uh, but <laughs> it's, but then uh, after the book was made famous, it continued to be proven by people following the, uh, the structure of his argument to write these hero's journey type Mm. uh, stories. So um, I'm guessing that
1: was the era of like Melville and um, Huckleberry Finn, you
0: know, those sort of real classic
1: tales going off into the wild. Well, uh,
0: that's probably the other criticism of Campbell that uh, it's all very boyish uh, heroes um, that he – is built his theory around. But yeah, uh smash so, that patriarchy. So apparently he identified 17 stages of this hero's quest, which uh or hero's journey, which um I don't think Curry Quest quite makes it to all of them, but definitely, you know, we hear Chili call out the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, probably the the biggest story that uh has since kind of been tag to his his theory is Star Wars and mm. that's like the the ultimate but uh but yeah definitely like you say Melville Moby Dick uh follows that pattern um uh Lord of the Rings is a big one yeah. and like I to me Lord of the like I watched Hulk, Harry but, Quest and I yeah. was just immediately thinking yeah bingo is little Frodo Baggins who doesn't want to leave the house um yeah, Frodo, or, not, not or, Frodo, Bilbo. Bilbo. Uh, the Hobbit, I yeah, think, yeah. when
1: Bilbo is just like, these people are annoying me and just turf <laughs> everyone out and then the next
0: day he finds himself running out the door. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. Um, yeah, so where were you on the hero's journey? Was uh, Chile, uh telling you everything you already knew, Kate, or were you learning a lot here?
1: Um, I think
0: it was a bit of both.
1: I know we've spoken previously on the podcast about, you know, the hero's journey and particularly Pixar and how they do a lot of their movies um, are really focused on that hero journey arc. Um, But I just thought it was a really nice way of kind of explaining the tropes to kids. Yeah. Um, Because when you think about it, a lot of the things that they are watching – Um, You know, we're very big on our Disney movies and things at the moment. So, yeah, I thought it was a nice to sort of break down of um, that story.
0: The friends often warn the hero of the danger ahead. Danger?
1: It was also sort of breaking it down in the stages kind of really helped in a way because I think it gives a, a better understanding of, I don't know about on But like we are still in the occasional phase where oh this movie is scary, yes. And and understanding that arc, I think, really does help kids emotionally navigate. Okay, we're in this part, but then there are these parts going forward. So I don't know. It oh, just so sort good. Of like it's good. It's just a monkey a riding
0: a bicycle in the rain. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've just noticed, you know, and like I think. Will's getting a little older and stuff as well. But, yeah, we've watched a few new movies uh, post-Curry Quest.
0: Okay. And
1: it's been a lot more successful. So, yeah, um, maybe having the Hero's Quest journey explained also sort of gives um, signposts for our little people about, you know, how they can expect stories to turn out because I'm always like – Oh, it's a Disney movie, mate. There will be one Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but they because they haven't seen, they don't have that same understanding that usually in the end everything kind of works out.
0: Mm, so, always if it's Disney. Yeah. <laughs> with Usually with a musical number thrown in. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that is such a good point actually because, yeah, I really like how this episode builds in coping strategies to the plot, but yeah, to have coping strategies in the structure as well. Like that is layers of coping strategy that I need in my life, actually. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I guess this is probably actually now that we're we're really talking it through, this is probably the Brene Brown moment by being able to label like the stages and emotions that are attached. It might be easier for for moving through that, whether that's a life event or a story or or dealing with a magpie, you know, like the sort of like that classic story arc, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And understanding that there's those phases and seasons probably helps move you through it a bit easier.
0: There's always danger on a quest. Otherwise, it's not
1: a quest.
0: Oh, there he is. Why does he want to swoop us?
1: He's just being a good dad. He thinks we're trying to hurt his eggs. Probably the the other comparison I'm thinking of is like when you have your second child, I don't know why, but even when it's terrible, it still feels a little bit easier because you know that it passes. Yes. When, with your first child, it's just like, oh my God, I have blown up my life. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, will never be and then it sort of improves a bit and you're like, oh, okay. So we did move through that phase. It just broke me. But, um, yeah. Yeah, true.
0: Mm. What I'm really hearing is that we just all need chilli sitting there, doing a bit of crocheting <laughs> and, like, narrating our lives for us. Like- I
1: think we can all agree that having chilli in our lives <laughs> makes it significantly more bearable. <laughs>
0: After facing the grave danger, the hero arrives at where they were going. Uh, Drastic tangent uh, (laughs) to bearable and unbearable things. Uh, We've talked about uh, probably a few episodes back that blew one another Logie. Mm. I sat down and uh, watched the Logies after the event, which meant Kind you of, watched the Loki's. Oh my god, you poor thing! So yeah, uh, so that's kind of on the more unbearable scale. It was a hero's journey for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it a call to adventure, but you were um, great adventure of fake tans you know, and sparkles uh, and terrible humour. But the internet was not giving me like the acceptance speech uh, without actually going in there and watching the whole thing with all the ads <sighs> that you couldn't skip, etc. Uh, The only thing apart from the acceptance speech uh, by Joe Brum that I took away from the Logies was so many ads for (laughs) HelloFresh and now uh, the voice of HelloFresh is Melanie Zanetti. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So uh, I must admit this isn't an ad. Uh, I was already a HelloFresh customer, but it made me feel (laughs) like slightly uh, more willing to, you know, be happy about that. the fact that Melanie Zanetti was telling me how delicious and easy HelloFresh was. I'm like, oh, well, she, she would know. Like, <laughs> Let's have an offline conversation about that. I don't,
1: really don't want this to appear like an ad because we're definitely not being paid. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I hope they paid top
0: dollar for Melanie. Let's I do put it that too. way. I
1: mean, she is worth it. <laughs> she is worth it. Clearly there would be other chilis out there handing over the dollar bucks just because of her voice. be like, why does this sound so
0: comforting and familiar? Ah oh, man. The ultimate call to adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and so the quest begins. And what happens on the quest? Back to curry specifically, Quest. Yep. It's pre-made curry. It's all ready to go. Gonna, yeah, Bingo gets out the door because
1: she's bribed with face paints by Mackenzie's mum. But um, the, the journey's laid out pretty, like, quickly really, isn't it? It's like Bandit's got a curry. He needs to do a curry swap, which yep. is he's he's made one curry. He's going to swap a bit with Mackenzie's dad and then. But I need Bingo to carry the Peshwari
0: nuns. <laughs>
1: Oh, mum, it's a quest. Yeah. Uh, Now, Peshwari naan. Have you ever had a Peshwari naan? Because I never had and I did some Googling. Oh, no. Lay it on me. Yes. HelloFresh has never delivered that. (laughs) So, yeah, apparently it's like, uh, have you had normal naan bread? Yes. I live for naan. I love naan too. Um, And it's uh, sort of like a big flatbread that you usually get um, to accompany a curry, um, quite what, Indian cuisine? and. Mm Pakistani and Nepalese Um, but a Peshwari naan is sort of a region of Pakistan apparently and it's a it's a naan bread that's made with coconut and sultanas and um, uh, other dried fruits so it's sweet okay um, almonds often in there as well Incredible. But yeah, it's a yeast leavened bread. It's quite sweet, and apparently it offsets some um, of the spiciness of your curry
0: right, through okay. its sweetness. So is the implication here that Bandit has made a curry and a paswari naan? Yes. Wow. Have you ever made naan? No. No, no I make other types
1: of bread, so I'm sure it surely would be. That bad.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Like- I like, like, do you make do you make bread? No, sometimes? I've never like mm. I have attempted to, you know, start the stage where you put the yeast in and it's meant to like rise overnight and it never rises overnight and I cry and then you know go oh, to my honey. local naan dealer and get it from there instead.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think in lockdown I decided to join the, the throngs of sourdough Okay. baking people. I never made sourdough, but I did make like bagels and focaccias and pizza dough and lots of other yeasty. Okay, flour. and you're
0: looking happy about this. So
1: they were Was very impressed with myself and it actually wasn't that hard. But am I'm Impressed yeah, with I, you. Amazing. I follow lots of um I just started following an account called Mary Grace Breads. I think she's Ooh, like a yeah. Adelaide girl and she does a lot of work with ABC every day talking mm-hmm. about how she makes sourdough bread. She talks about how to make sourdough started just with flour and water. And I'm like,
0: but oh. it's so much
1: maintenance. Like, you know, every day, every few hours, you've like, got to feed it and it. Water sounds like it. a
0: Tamagotchi. It's like, it's yes. a that level. <laughs> and yeah, then it dies. You
1: keep this thing alive. Well, hopefully okay. it never dies. But yeah, like... She was like every day taking it out and then you bake bread with
0: it and you gotta feed yourself. Taking it out like, like to a cafe?
1: Like what No, like um you like <laughs> in a jar and then like you have to take some of the starter out because it grows. And if you have to like double the starter every day. So unless you're taking some out, you'd just have like, you know, the oh, giant totally, blob it, of starter within a
0: week. Okay.
1: Yeah, and then like so you only have a little bit and then you feed it and overnight it becomes big again so then you have to take more out and you can make crackers and cookies and stuff with the leftover starter. But I was like it's very intense. Like I would be
0: stressed. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like an amazing science experiment, like kid-friendly kind of activity Mm. but also ultimately could be very (laughs) kid-distressing. If, uh, yeah, if you don't double overnight or whatever it is it's meant to be doing.
1: So I guess with Bandit, like, my question is, like, is he a secret sourdough maker? You know, he seems very kitchen capable. I don't know. They sound quite complex dishes to be making. Well, do we hear what curry it is? Yeah. Didn't he say it's a... Oh, it's a, oh he does.
0: I've made a Rogan Josh and Mackenzie's dad has made a beef rendang. I swap a bit of mine for a bit of his, then we have two curries. Ah. I have never made either of those things without a jar that says that thing on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, which I'm is a incredible. very efficient way to make them.
1: <laughs> it is a very efficient way. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the old jar of spice, but. Um, Uh, A person who was not a fan of the Jarrah Spice was our former Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, who used to (laughs) regularly share photos of the curries he made uh, on social media. Um,
0: Oh, was his thing he was making them from scratch. I did not pick up on that.
1: uh, uh, Yeah, apparently that was his thing that he used to make a curry every week, but then he got into um, a bit of social media strife because he was like, oh, we're having chicken curry tonight, and it was a photo of, like, raw chicken.
0: Oh.
1: And just, like, I think the inference was that it was a cook, like, you know, it wasn't it looked, clear. He was it,
0: claiming it was cooked and it it, like, yeah. it, like, here it is, ready to eat. and Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So, like, I don't know. I just have mixed feelings about curries in general. Maybe it's just too soon. <laughs>
0: just, I'm just traumatised. It's okay. Yeah. There's a new government, Kate. We can, <laughs> we can all move on and eat curry safely. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, cool. So, Bandit winning. We should make Peshwari Naan, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Bandit tries to get, bingo over the line with Peshwari Naan and it doesn't work when obviously it sounds quite complex and he's put a lot of effort into that. Mm. Something you have to put no effort into, face painting. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think? (sighs) Well, he specifically doesn't have to put effort into it, but, yeah. That's very true. (laughs) Hey,
1: bingo, Peshwari (laughs) Naan.
0: So they're set off down the
1: road um, to try and get to Mackenzie's house and they bump into lovely Doreen at the bus stop. And um, has this finally answered our question, Mary, that Doreen is not the bus stop dog lady?
0: Okay. Hey, well, yeah, no, I think it's just it's created more questions. Oh, really? Talk because to me. Because she looks convincingly like that lady when she she's does. actually at the bus stop. But why would that lady have, yeah, I feel like we've been through this. Like why? Yeah. If, when she was the bus stop lady in um, I went back to wagon ride and it's wagon definitely a bit ride. different. Oh, but okay. Then,
1: but then I did wonder if there was another episode. Maybe it's born yesterday with like someone sitting there with potentially a jaunty hat, like when ah when it's like the sun. I'm just checking. Hold on.
0: <laughs> oh no! No hat. Uh, no hat. No, you're right. She looks more like a a kind it of could be- Plump Could be and Nikini like kind of granny. Doreen's friend, maybe? Or, Possibly, like, yeah. or, or one sister. of the Mahjong ladies? Because
1: <laughs> yeah. um, um, she does look a bit like Doreen.
0: So one place we haven't gone on Doreen is uh who is the voice of Doreen, who's oh, yeah. been getting a bit more of a uh, look in this season. Kelly Butler, whose name I hadn't heard but yeah, looking her up, she is a stalwart of Australian screen, including 16 years on, on Home and Away, mm-hmm. a character I had not heard of because I don't know anyone on Home and Away. I, I, I don't watch Home and Away. Did you ever watch Home and Away? Uh, I think I p- probably saw a bit of it in the. Uh, and I want to say Stephanie. Who was that girl? Oh, was she Neighbours as well? Actually, oh, I'm clearly not. Was have no she idea.
1: the one that released that terrible pop single? Um, Stephanie McIntosh, was
0: she Home and Away or was she Neighbours? Oh, she might have been Neighbours. Yeah, no, I think I'm just digging the hole further. But anyway, Kelly Butler, (laughs) definitely on uh, Home and Away for 16 years, as well as All Saints Uh and Water Rats. So, yeah, this is like classic classic Australian television for anyone outside of Australia who's wondering what we're going on about. But, uh, but, yeah, I feel like, you know, Doreen is a... probably taking it to the next level of Australian television. I really want mm. her to become like a very regular character and possibly get a spin-off. I feel like there's
1: Oh really? Yeah, I
0: feel like there's good potential with Doreen. You oh. know, she's kind of one quarter of the Golden Girls. Like now that you know she's had a garage sale, she's heading up to Queensland. Like she's heading up oh, to the like roof. A style I feel like she I've could meet Doreen. some other ladies up there and yeah there there could be a whole new future for Doreen. <laughs> I love this. I love this journey for her. It's, it's, a, it's a reef quest. The trick is not to take your eyes off him. If he thinks you're looking at him, he won't swoop. Okay. Oh, my bus is here. So, yeah, uh, meeting Doreen, she is the, oh, I can't remember the word Chili uses, but she gives, she's the helper and the warner. I guess. Mm, yeah, she she's the the friend um along
1: the path that warns them of the grave dangers ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um which she's is got true. a hat. <laughs> my- yeah, like I'm pretty down on this magpie already. Yeah who could attack Doreen. Um obviously she's lived to tell the tale and fits quite nicely into uh plot development in this particular mm. case yeah
1: and then we then we go on to um the magpie itself, now that we're firmly in the danger zone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think it's kind of sweet how um, you know, there's this sort of um line from Bandit about, you know he's just being a good dad, um, you know, and protecting his eggs because. Yeah, I think you know correlating it to what happens further in the episode when Bandit um, has to leave for work for a few weeks. You know, um, you know, maybe it's like that whole "you can leave the nest and still be a good dad" sort of messaging. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like so. yeah, protecting you. You're looking
0: after your kids by also leaving the nest, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I took from it I think we've talked about it before, the fact that kids, um, you know, the the big kids movies now, like I think we were talking about Encanto at the time, but um mm. turning red as well, like there's no baddies anymore. Like and and you know, the the bagpie is clearly oh, yeah, the yeah. villain in this story, but even even before, you know, it's a real it's a threat to sandwich. balance and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to Banit and Bingo, it's um, it's already been portrayed as well. Actually, you know, feelings is the real villain. <laughs> oh, no, that's <laughs> hang on, that's not right at all, is it? Uh, Paternal instincts. Uh-uh. well, hmm, what True is the villain? Up. But anyway, the yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, there's other motivations apart from pure villainy. <laughs> Just walk with me and remember what Doreen said. Don't take your eyes off him. <laughs> And yeah, the, so the the first walk through the park, like I had my mouth in my heart for uh, mouth in my heart, heart in my <laughs> mouth for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can see why Bingo would be walking away from that first park experience still, still a bit trepidatious. Yeah,
1: I completely agree. I mean, um, the fear is real and especially like the the music in this section really like amps up the tension as well. Um, there's this recurring like tin whistle sort of Western theme yes. um, that really plays into the music, um, which really gives that sort of sense of journey um, right throughout this episode that woo, you know, um, we're so used to associating that with, like, Western standoffs. Yeah. In this case, the standoff is completely between Magpie on one side and Bandit and Bingo holding hands on the other. Um, and and the, the Magpie wins this round, you know, like, <laughs> it, as they're backing away, um, you know, and Bingo is sort of stumbling a little bit and then... That was close. You see the arc of the swoop and um, they only narrowly miss it. Yeah, he's got them covered. Yeah, and uh, I just was back to being in that park trying to avoid being killed. (laughs) Definitely think that they nailed that tension um, with the music in those scenes in particular.
0: Um, it <sighs> just really played into it beautifully. Totally. Making it out of the park and being straight to Mackenzie's house, I did forget about all the pain and suffering pretty quickly because oh, yeah. I was so excited to see Mackenzie's house.
1: <laughs> I know. And and it was a really sweet-looking house. And um, I love the joy as well that Mackenzie has been seeing Bingo because – you know, it's not his contemporary in having Bluey there, but he's still so welcoming and sweet yeah, to her. Yeah, totally. Very,
0: yeah, it was nice. Um I love seeing new scenes in Bluey because it's just when we've spent so much time finding out how much work goes into creating a new a new uh, scene for background, a story and yeah. background. Um the art director on this episode was Rafferty Amour who sk- shared some of the initial sketches on Twitter and that was like Mackenzie's house as well as the airport and, um, you oh, know, wow. some gorgeous coloured pictures of like the light coming through the tree and onto the nest. And, um, yeah, when Raff shared that, he um, included like the kind of the observation that the whole crew was pretty misty-eyed uh, creating Uh, curry quest from storyboards to the final mix and yeah Mm. you could kind of see why (laughs) oh my goodness um yeah uh, definitely worth following um rafferty amour on twitter and checking those ones out because yeah to see it just those initial sketches to how full and just bursting with you know mackenzie family love the house is uh yeah they came a long way, baby. All the way from New Zealand, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Chili talks about this as being, you know, the stage where the heroes arrive at their destination. Yes. Um, and there is that feeling of homecoming as well. You do notice that the music in this stage moves back to the the home key as well. So it's okay. like it's a it's a safe touch base. Um, and it doesn't have that same tension. It's all disappeared from that scene in the park.
0: Usually here, some secret is revealed, and the quest takes a turn. It's so sweet,
1: I think, the conversations here between Mackenzie's mum and Bingo. Yes. Um, And, uh, you know, we were talking about Brene moments, but, like, the vulnerability she shows when she opens up to Bingo about, you know, her fear about face painting just melted my heart. Oh. You want to know a secret, Bingo? Yes. I'm thinking of not doing the face painting stall this weekend. Why? Because I'm not very good at it, am I? Mackenzie's meant to be a cheater. Am I? We're but- all
0: there as mums, feeling that we're not good enough. Like, yeah. Totally. And, and that's without any face painting involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, face painting is beyond as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But, yeah, it's so... It's something I feel like, especially like with a preppy this year, you know, lots of things are big and new and scary and um, having those conversations with Bon, yeah, I've really been consciously trying to say, well, not say, oh, don't worry, it's nothing, but actually sort of tap into, okay, well, you feel scared and that's fine. And actually that's something everyone feels. Um. And, yeah, the Mackenzie's mum just delivers a masterclass on it. But it is hard to know how to strike that balance of things to talk about that, you know, grown-ups can talk about, yes, I'm scared of this. And, you know, magpies are a good example. Like, you don't want your kid to have the bird phobia. <laughs> And you want to strike that balance. Yeah. 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 So I just sat him down and watched the birds, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, like sort of. Still terrified. Yeah. Finding that way to say, yeah, well, you know, obviously you've got to be vulnerable to admit it yourself. Yes, I'm scared of things, but also not freak out the kid like what if mum's scared I'm terrified <laughs> yeah.
1: well it's it's interesting that she picked something like face painting which is yeah. probably quite neutral whereas if she'd been like you know I'm scared my husband will leave me so. Was- <laughs> <laughs> Like you know, then then we've got a problem. I think. It's, okay. Yeah. No. That's that's a good line
0: to draw. Let's just, yeah. Let's I think you nailed it.
1: Problems that kids can, you know, mm. have a say on. They understand the implications of face painting.
0: <laughs> but then no one will be able to get their faces painted.
1: No, I guess not. Well, I think you have to do it, even though I don't want to. Yes, even though that. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: Quick one on Mackenzie's mum because um, Mackenzie's family, obviously, are uh, from New Zealand. Uh, Mackenzie's mum, voiced by Lauren Taylor, who is for real life from New Zealand and actually mm. is an actress who was previously known as Lauren Horsley and she's Lily in Eagle vs. Shark.
1: Have you seen that oh, uh, with, um, uh, Jermaine yes.
0: from Flight of the Concords, who yeah, it's is becoming a it's great, yeah, so much just offbeat, weird, amazing fun. Um, and Lauren actually, uh, wrote that film or co-wrote it with, uh, Taiko Watiti, um, who she was dating at the time, uh, not dating him anymore, but yeah, still obviously doing very cool stuff. And yeah, just so. I don't know who Mackenzie's dad is now that I think about it, but um, but yeah, Ooh. it's. I feel like we come back to a lot the amazing kind of creativity awesomeness that comes out of New Zealand, and yeah, yeah. I think they they've tapped into an excellent part of it here with Lauren Taylor. I was really excited to deep dive her a bit.
1: Yeah, uh, hopefully we get to see her a little bit more in some future episodes. Totally. Yeah.
0: Face-painting mm. eagles and sharks, perhaps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we do see a, um, attempting a cheetah. Um, now, this actually caused a little bit of online controversy because okay. um, I think the accent was quite confusing to our um, US friends. Um, I have seen several threads where they're like, I've watched Curry Quest many times, are... Uh, they saying Cheshire, <laughs> Cheshire. Like, okay. You know, no, it's cheetah. Um, but yeah, for anyone that's unclear, yes, definitely cheetah. And <laughs> even we struggle with the accent sometimes. So um, yeah,
0: and we're neighbours. So okay, yeah. and it's cheetah that so Mackenzie is even a bit is unclear a on that. <laughs> that's yeah. what I meant to be. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then um, but Bingo's made into a tiger. Yeah, um, quite fitting, really, I think, given um, you know, we're unleashing that, you know, brave spirit. Totally, yeah, me. yep. I of the tiger, for sure. Yeah. Um But then the secret is revealed, Mary. And oh. um, <laughs> how much did your heart break in this moment?
0: Well, there's so many layers because the secret had already been hinted at by Doreen Doreen. um, and kind of Bandit brushed over it pretty effectively. But, yeah, my heart's breaking on multiple levels because it's a secret, like obviously crushing for Bingo that she's being left by Dad for six weeks um, as he's got to go away for work. But also I wonder if at her age four, there's an element of, and you didn't tell me as well. Like, mm. at what stage do you just have to be upfront with kids? And at what stage, you know, is it, well, obviously you don't tell them till the last minute because you just have months of histrionics rather than, you know, coping with it at the, you know, as it happens, really.
1: I've had to do a little bit of flying for work lately, and uh, I've always left it to like the last second to tell. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Because you know, I always figure, like, let's not let's not make too big a deal. But I'm not going for six weeks though. I've been going for like twenty four, forty eight hours. Okay. No, right. I think I think when I came over for your birthday, that was probably the longest, and that was. Oh. Well, my flight was cancelled, so it was meant to be three days and it ended up being four. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, um, I don't know, I just sort of told them as I was walking out the door, oh, yeah, bye, I'm going to Melbourne. <laughs> so- okay.
0: And, and look, that's I think that's smart because it downplays what a big deal it is, whereas yeah. perhaps it upplays what a big deal it is. You know, we've been keeping this a secret because it's so bad. To bingo mm. and and so yeah that kind of almost doubles down on her trauma but yeah, six weeks is six weeks so yeah, perhaps feel like there, there's no good way to books, do it yeah. <laughs> like yeah we have to head back now bingo we can't i don't want to go past the magpie and i don't want you to leave i'm sorry mate i don't want to go away but i have to what i want to know is how were they going to break it to her Uh, Mm. Because perhaps we could all take notes from, you know, their excellent playbook. But, yeah, this obviously wasn't the plan.
1: (laughs) No. I mean, Mackenzie's dad backing away very slowly at the moment that Bingo confronts Bandit, I think, just (gasps) says it all.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, no one wants to be in that room. No, no one. I'll speak in people in the room. Hey, Ted. Uh. Oh, now you're leaving. Are you coming in? No, that's okay. Ted he's can open smart. doors now. Yes, he's huge. He's is, is enormous. so clever. He's
1: a, he's a smart kiddo, but, you know, just slightly, I don't know, slightly annoying. Just keeps trying to eat things that might make him die. Right.
0: How long are you gone for?
1: Just six weeks.
0: How long is six weeks?
1: It's six weekends.
0: Oh, that's forever.
1: So now the quest has taken the turn. Okay. And um, and Bingo realises the true challenge mm. um, as it's revealed. And she sits down in a gutter and just is so sad. And I'm devastated for her, Mary.
0: I really uh, am. I'm glad she had a gutter at her disposal because, yeah, there's no better way to <laughs> be depressed than sitting in a gutter. Yeah.
1: But it's like the classic, like, early 2000s, like, indie girl party move really isn't it like um, <laughs> Actually, what was me go sit in a gutter
0: yeah like before there was facebook vague booking they were sitting in a gutter to you know yeah just sort <laughs> of on your own how tough life is
1: yeah yeah and just like and then people like, hey what's wrong <laughs> yeah you're right it was the modern day equivalent of vague booking so if you know what vague booking is it's when you like Put something on Facebook or a social site, like so sad, and then like you basically fishing for people in the comments to go, Why, hun? What's
0: wrong? <laughs> Are you okay? And, and then you can say, DM me, and yeah, yeah. leave yeah. everyone else in the dark. Yeah. It's very passive
1: aggressive, like you know, <laughs> but
0: you know, like it
1: worked sort of.
0: Uh, Anyway, all of these things I'm sure Bingo would never do. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, sitting in a gutter under the circumstances, you can understand it. Um, But, yeah, sitting in the gutter but kind of looking up at the magpie nest and (laughs) uh, getting, yeah, getting some grit and determination from everything she's been through uh, as the story goes, of course. But, yeah, it's, it's believable to me that, she can kind of pull her socks up here and and keep going. Well, I think giving that
1: advice to Mackenzie's mum, you know, um, she the quote was adorable, wasn't it? it? was like, even though I don't want to, yes, even though that, yeah, you're probably right. What do you think? And like maybe she took that spirit with her when she was like facing this sort of a period of time without a dad like, yeah, yeah totally and
0: yeah it's you know it's hard for adults to if something is inevitable you know it's still hard to grit your teeth and not complain about it but yeah for bingo to be getting to that point to get any kid to that point you know nothing seems inevitable to a kid no <laughs> like you can complain about it to to well and truly beyond it even happening and mm. yeah try and You know be sure you can change it but obviously nudges that bingo's had in the right direction to go okay well actually this is this is something that's happening to me but i can control how i react to it Mm. is Mm -hmm. amazing um and then she puts what she's learned into practice (laughs) Mm. now every good hero learns a few things on their quest mackenzie's mum, can you face Mm. paint one more thing Mm -hmm.
1: The big reveal, Mary. Oh, um, it's
0: so good.
1: So uh, they're walking through the park on the way home with Ch- Chili's beautiful voice sort of saying that they're learning the lessons along the way.
0: Yes. And um
1: try poised to swoop again. Like yes. he's waiting for that moment where they can't keep their eyes on him. From yeah, the because this
0: is the deal. They have to, as long as they're maintaining eye contact, he's mm. not going to swoop, but yeah how you do that and get through the park yeah um so yeah the the big reveal that bingo has come up with the plan of face painted eyes on the back of her head is just glorious so yeah. weird also <laughs> it's just like disturbing
1: sort of little scary teeth as well and yeah
0: I wondered if this harder, was a call but... out to something, some weird <laughs> character in the bowels of some video game somewhere or something. <laughs> but please, if you but, knew it, tell us. But, oh, absolutely. Um, um But yeah, to have this revealed and realize in the moment that A, it's working, they're not getting swooped, mm. B, it was Bingo's great idea, and that uh also, you know, it's it's proven that um Mackenzie's mum's face painting can have this amazing impact (laughs) Mm. when she has so many doubts as well like it's really uh yeah it's just the ultimate in everything coming together to turn the story the right way so happy armed with everything they've learned along the way the hero faces their ultimate test
1: And then, and then we get this beautiful like end montage so there's um images of Mackenzie's mum <laughs> doing the face painting there's, yes um you know oh or is there them doing the curry first like eating their curries
0: first <clears throat> oh yeah know. that might oh, be first
1: know. yeah and I think and then like but then. Banded at the airport, and they're dropping him off, and he's telling Bingo to
0: stay, um, which I thought was <laughs> so optimistic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, um, so sort of turned to stay, <laughs> um, and then um, I don't know, like the empty place at the table. Oh, yeah, like oh,
0: the man. It- they they, they pack a lot into this few seconds of montage, yeah. but yeah, watching it, knowing it's six weeks, you're like, oh, mm. some of these moments must have felt like an eternity, especially for Chilly, who's yes. at home. I have to say, she is my va- most valuable player this episode for that exact
1: reason. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That and the uh, narrating, I reckon you're actually on the money because mm. it's funny, isn't it? Like. The hero's journey in this episode, like, as it's narrated by Chili, like, there's no doubt in my mind that Bingo is the hero. Mm. But it's kind of hinted that, well, Bandit's going off on his own hero's journey. Mm. I'm like, nah, the hero here is Chili. <laughs> <He's> staying home <laughs>
1: for six weeks. Six weeks with the kids on her own, yeah.
0: Um, But, yeah. The, Where do we you think know. Bandit
1: is, by the way? Like, I've seen whole threads about it in – um. Do, do you have Intel Mary from the way uh, from your face?
0: Well so the uh the airport is very obviously Brisbane, Brisbane airport, airport from the way it's been drawn but Brisbane Airport International Terminal so he's going oh. overseas
1: Oh okay Um
0: yeah which is very. So, yeah. Look, obviously, lots of places to dig all over the world for. A, oh,
1: um, this is interesting because isn't he's, archae-
0: he's an archaeologist, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I've
1: seen some very um, robust discussion about how archaeologists do not dig for bones. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. They deal with
0: people and artifacts. So well. Perhaps they're the bones of dogs. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Anyway, who knows. Yeah.
1: Um, but he does look like he's somewhere remote and almost like um, little yurts or something in the background. Yeah, like maybe uh, maybe a little FaceTime uh, montage.
0: I think we actually, you know, we had that great chat with the boys from um, Hammer Project. We should have asked them if that scene was a callback to any scene in uh, any of the Indiana Jones movies because I feel Mm. like they would have been very across that. (laughs) Uh, I am not very across Indiana Jones. Uh, He had a lot of mud and stuff on him, so I was wondering like, maybe it's like Papua New Guinea or I don't know. Um, Well, we know that um, Joe Brum got the inspiration for Bandit's a career from his older brother, uh, um, Adam Brum, who is an archaeologist uh, mm. with Griffith University in Queensland. And he's actually made the news uh, for a lot of his work, but particularly for um, finding human remains that uh, dated back 7,200 years in a region of Indonesia Um that's kind of gave insight into, you know, how ancient peoples first reached the region and um, oh, wow. all that kind of thing. So, so yeah, it's funny actually. Um, so that's Professor Adam Brum. We found out recently uh, that Bandit is Dr. Bandit Healer uh, from what? one of those cool. animated little shorts. Uh, of course. That uh, he was giving a a lecture about his um, discoveries in a particular bone. So, look, there's a lot of similarities here, I suppose. So, yeah, perhaps mm. perhaps Indonesia. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, planes fly everywhere from Brisbane Airport. It's a very uh, cosmopolitan city. You could have been going anywhere. <laughs> um,
1: I do the, like the parallel between the plane arc swoop and the
0: magpies as well. Oh, yeah. That whole mm. thing was just so... There was so much art packed into
1: that mm. montage.
0: And I love a montage at the best of times. But yeah, that <laughs>
1: Gotta have a montage. Um, so good. Yeah. And then uh the end scene where Bandit does come home, um, we notice that Bluey, who's been crocheting throughout the entire episode, um, is wearing her scarf that she's made. Yes. So
0: I know. Oh, so. you can achieve a lot in six weeks, and the magpies' eggs hatch. Which I think you're right. Like the daddy magpie does usually defend the the hatchlings rather than yeah. the eggs. But you know, yeah. for the for the purposes yeah. of a good curry quest, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm not going to pick bones. Ah, uh, bones. and then, yeah, the final hug, like, yeah. I just, I always feel a
1: little bit annoyed at how consistently that I can be made to cry at the ep- an episode of Bluey even and I go through the whole thing and I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, like so standard and, you know, all fun, you know, and I'm not uh, going to get emotional and then like in the last few seconds, like, damn it, they got me again. Oh. <laughs> so,
0: Oh, it got me right in the feels. I feel like the writing was on the wall for this particular episode. It was beautiful from all the way along. Oh, end hug. Oh
1: my gosh! Yeah, um, nothing like seeing your babies after a little time yeah, apart. Totally. Yeah, totally. Look,
0: I cry in airports at the best of times. <laughs> it, to me,
1: that was like um, a real throwback to Love Actually. You know, in yeah. um, when they have those airport scenes and they talk about like the hugging, yeah, people and. And the joy that they feel, and I just, yeah, it's one of my favourite things to to Aww. watch.
0: Yeah, hooray for happy airports! People being back in airports hugging each well, other—very yeah. nice I as mean, well.
1: This would have been done, done in COVID times, so uh, there oh, wouldn't yeah. have been any international flights happening at
0: that point. But yeah, t- true, actually. So yeah, probably an extra layer of oh heart wrench. Because of that, but oh, I'm just glad Bandit's home <laughs> for Chili's sake, as well as I. Yeah. <laughs> Why do heroes want to go on quests anyway? They seem dangerous. Well, they usually don't, remember? Oh yeah, but that's what makes them heroes. They go anyway.
1: Did you have a favourite line of oh, the
0: of the episode, Mary? So. So many. Um, I don't know if I think, yeah, I think I might light up a bit with you here, Kate, that bingo's line that, you know, you have to do it, is pretty, mm. pretty moving and pretty perfect. Um mm. But also every every bit of narration that Chili lays down is pretty up there for me. It's just so well done and so not so much because of what Chile's saying, but, but just because it's so clever as well and mm. the way it's structured. Yeah,
1: what about you? Um, well, I, I think I still go with I think you have to. Um, but um, that little end sort of exchange between – is it Bluey and Chilly about mm-hmm. you know why heroes want to go on quests and um, then Chilly replies they usually don't that's what makes them heroes that yeah. also really um, spoke to my heart so yeah
0: yeah that was the perfect way to end it
1: because um, it's so and- true we so often just say no to opportunities because of the challenges that we might anticipate so.
0: Yeah, I think it's a nice reminder as well, like bringing it down to the very kid level. Yeah, if, you know, mum or dad or anyone in your life has to go away, it's, you know, they don't necessarily want to either. But, yeah, them being away gives you the opportunity even at home. Like you can be a hero at home as well and quests can Mm. still happen at home too. oh. Oh, yeah, true.
1: And um, it was so beautiful to see on all the different um, social media channels the amount of people who were saying that, like, their partner was a FIFO or that um, they worked yes. as a FIFO, um, which stands for fly in, fly out, if you're not like normal Australians and acronymise <laughs> everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, for people who have to fly in and fly out for work, apparently this episode really meant a lot. So, um, it's hard. You know, and there was even people there saying that, like, their partner worked on farms and, Mm. um, you know, like there were certain times of the year where they just wouldn't see the kids because they'd be gone from dawn to dusk um, and working. So I just thought it it was a lovely reminder for kids that it can be normal for parents to be away. Obviously, it's a very meaningful Thanks, episode for lots of people. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Definitely.
0: Aww. Um, uh, I think <laughs> we're there with tears streaming down our face. We have achieved this quest. Um, like you say, a lot of those messages on came through on socials as well. Um, just trying to find. Uh, let's say hi to Zach from. New Zealand, who got in touch, Uh, I feel like this is the right episode to say good day to Zach um, in, because uh, he found got to be done um, when only season one was available in New Zealand, but uh, we've become regular in his podcast listening. um, Wait, Zach. Uh, It was lovely, but he also wanted to tell us that also regular in his podcast listening now is Renee Brown because he is uh, all-caps Fan, uh, thank you <laughs> to our uh, appreciating the Brené moment, <laughs> and yeah, he's all about unlocking us. Zach, love it, um, love it. Uh, so Zach is a stay-at-home dad to a three-year-old and a six-year-old. Uh, so prime Bluey fans. Mm. Um, he. Uh, had a list that he was most looking forward to hearing us recap, including Curry Quest, uh, so yeah. Welcome, Zach, and Chest. They're right up his, so these were right up his alley. Also Sheepdog and Ragdoll because uh, Wendy, good morning, Wendy, um, is such a good running gag. Um, and Whale Watching uh, because... He really just loved how obviously the parents are nursing a hangover, and yeah, just uh, so relatable and uh, emotional. Uh, Zach also was one of the um, one of the few who got in touch with us to say. Um, Have We Watched Our Flag Means Death, which is what I I was uh, loudly singing the praises of uh, to Joe Brum when we interviewed him because it's a romantic uh, pirate dramedy um, (laughs) with Reese Darby and Taika Waititi uh, that's amazing. Um, I think when Zach emailed, I just started watching it and, yeah, uh, I, yes, was loving it and loving that Zach loved it too. Where can Highly I find it? Highly recommend. It's on um Amazon and Prime. Oh, no, Amazon and um like I watch it on Foxtel. Oh, like it's, binge. Yeah, so possibly on binge as well then. Okay, um, but yeah, like there's only one season. It's very. So funny and offbeat and amazing. But anyway, um, Zach also said there's a woman who shows up and he couldn't place her, but her voice was just so familiar. Uh, looked her up. And why? Because it's Aunt Frisky. Uh, oh, Sil- uh, Claudia O'Doherty is in this show um, as well. And, yeah, <laughs> not the most amazing. Aunt Frisky-ish of role, uh, Aunt Friskyish of roles, but, yeah, super good. So, uh, yeah, I was excited by that. And, yeah, wrap. That Zach was too so hi Zach and thank you so much for checking in and yeah
1: I have been binging only murders in the building on your recommendation Mary oh. so I think
0: <laughs> to give this show a go okay well I've yeah man that yeah I've just uh gotten up to date on season two mm. and realized that how out of touch I am with watching something week to week it is actually Mm, like causing me physical pain that Disney only drops one of these episodes a week I know and like Ted Lasso yeah Yeah, that that was was dropped one by
1: one I was just like oh come on
0: oh yeah it's such the you know the hero's journey decision to make of do you wait and not watch (laughs) it week to week so you just binge it all at once Uh, Or do you leave the house and watch it one at a time so you can talk to people about it? Mm, Tough call. But, yeah. Uh, Anyway, hooray for good TV.
1: Yeah, hooray, including
0: mm. Bluey. And if you want more Bluey in your life,
1: feel free to follow us on all the socials. On Facebook, we are at Bluey Pod. Same on Instagram, it's at Bluey Pod. You can find us on Twitter, it's at Bluey Podcast. And email us, it's blueypod at gmail.com.
0: Oh, do all those things. Come on a quest with us. Uh, Kate, it has been, you are the hero of this journey. <laughs> I'm glad that you're carrying the Pishwari Naan forever and always. (laughs) Let's avoid all the magpies. Uh, We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, it's got to be be
1: done. done.
0: Bye. Bye. The end. You're
1: my hero, Pingo.